Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Do what we say. I guarantee it. Go to easydidit.com to get a free estimate. That's easydidit.com. Easy is the one that gets it done. For 65 years, businesses have relied on Schneider Downs to help solve business challenges, tax, accounting, cybersecurity, consulting, risk management, and retirement solutions. Learn how Schneider Downs' big thinking and personal focus can benefit your organization. Visit SchneiderDowns.com. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, well, we usually talk to Bob Labriola on Wednesdays, but uh, given all the news that's uh, happened here the last couple of days, uh, this is a special occasion. Uh, and uh, so we'll we'll uh, have a hop on the phone here with Bob Labriola, the editor of uh, Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. Uh, he is the esteemed editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. How you doing, Bob? Um, isn't today Wednesday? <laughs> I, they're all running together for me too, Bob. I, you yeah, know, just, man. I, I think yeah. I, I, what did I write? Three, three pieces yesterday and then uh, two more today and radio and, uh, I got to do another podcast after, like, it just doesn't end. What people always ask, what do you do in the off season? Off-season? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been an eventful one, uh, so far. Uh, gotta, gotta say, gotta admit that. Yeah, Bob, we, we knew that uh, Ben Roethlisberger uh, was going to retire. This this was not a surprise, um, but the finality of it, um, you know, when when that hits you in the face, is that uh, how did you react to that? Um, well, I mean, I, I do have to admit that, um, you know, I might have had a little. We we were <laughs> you guys prepared. had a little tip of when it was going to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, we were prepared because. Um, you know, if anyone's been on Steelers.com, uh, the amount of copy that was produced <laughs> by all aspects um, of it, you know, you, I mean, you, if, if we didn't know until, you know, 5 to 10 that it was happening yesterday, I mean, that, that just isn't possible. It's not humanly possible, you know, to turn that kind of stuff around like that. But but still, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to try to uh, attempt or I don't mean to minimize uh, you know, all all hands on deck and, you know, many days, weeks, in a lot of instances, putting a lot of those graphics together and, you know, just the research um, because, you know, I mean, a career like Ben's, you know, just the, the rankings, um, you know, NFL history hmm. rankings, franchise rankings, I mean, the, 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 his career is so storied that, um, you know, it's not something that you can just slap together. It wouldn't be, 
you know, fair to him and what he has meant to the franchise to do it that way. So, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of work, but I mean, it was to me, my part of it, I'll just speak for myself. It was gratifying. I mean, um, you know, 18 years of pretty much having a chance every year and every game and every year, largely because of him. Um, and, you know, I, I don't I don't know what it's going to be like without him there. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, one thing I do believe is that it's not going to be a quick or simple process finding a quote-unquote replacement because, I mean, there, that, that's, um, you know, there's only so many unicorns on this planet. Yeah, and he was one of them. It's funny you brought up unicorns because, like, I think some transcendent players can play in any era. And you mentioned 18 years here. And the NFL changes so fast that the NFL is a lot different now than it was 18 years ago. Like, Mel Blunt could play corner right now. I don't know that Jack Ham would be, you know, a first-round pick now. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's different for their era. But I think you could plop Ben down in 1960, 1970, 2050, and he's going to be a star. Yeah, um, because, you know, there was – uh, you know, just so much, so many different ways. I mean, you know, his just, you know, one of the things that's talked about, um, about him, you know, that was special, his ability to extend plays and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, you know, it was more than just that because, um, yeah, he could extend plays, but then when it came time, uh, to deliver the ball, I mean, you're talking about an arm or it's now it's referred arm talent, um, that to me, uh, you're talking about a, a very, very select group. Very Elway, yeah. Favre, um, you know, those kind of people. Uh, because, uh, the, you know, you, you can almost hear the coaches grinding their teeth. Uh, <laughs> you know, when Ben would be sprinting to the right sideline, and without stopping, just kind of torque his upper body and fire a pass across the field on the money. And, you know, um, NFL defensive backs, they're pretty quick people. And, um, you know, they, they can cover a lot of ground fast. And I remember Super Bowl forty uh, when Ben did that. He went all the way across the field to Heinz Ward in the first half for a 37-yard game. Um you know, I, I don't know that I've ever seen that before or since. Yeah, it's about a 60-yard you know, throw. Kind of, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. right. It's a long distance. Um, and, you know, coaches, if you would describe that to Ken Wisenhunt, as an example, who was the offensive coordinator at the time, you know, what would you say to a second-year quarterback who was thinking about that, <laughs> attempting that, in a game like that? I mean, he'd lose his mind. Yeah, one word, don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've all, you know, a lot of times it's associated with basketball. You know, when Steph Curry's standing at the logo there on the sideline and, uh, you know, he's starting to get a shooting position and you can almost hear the coach yell, no, 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 great shot. <laughs> and it goes through the net. Um, so there were a lot of those kinds of things uh, with Ben and – the comebacks, I mean, seriously, the comebacks, 
the Peyton Manning has one more than uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and th- this is like NFL rankings. He's one behind Peyton Manning and tied with two guys named Breeze and Brady. Pretty good. Yeah, if you think about uh, it, one third of his career victories were comeback victories. Really? Wow. One third of them. Yeah. <laughs> It became it it just became commonplace. I don't know that Steeler fans appreciated what that was for for what it was. Yeah, just because because he did it so often. Yeah, and you know what 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 ended up happening? I think you know a lot of fans got numb. You know when he didn't when he didn't Mm. finish the comeback. You know Super Bowl forty five is an example, right? Yes, his his Roethlisberger lost his magic. At the yeah. end of games. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and the other thing that was amazing to me, this stat, and, you know, we all have our own unique opinions maybe of what um, what the 2021 season was in terms of, you know, a disappointment or, you know, something to be uh, celebrated or appreciated or whatever. Okay. But Ben's comebacks, I think it was seven, seven of the, Nine victories, you know, were comeback wins, um, and that was that ranked in the top ten for a season in NFL history. And he's thirty nine years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, still, still doing it at that level, you know. And 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 again, I keep going back to you know, this is NFL history. The NFL started in nineteen twenty, boys and girls. I mean, there's a lot of years. A lot of people have played that position. Um, and for the last 18 years, we have been we have been fortunate enough to see it done at an extremely high level, not only in Steelers history, but in the history of the sport. Yeah, I, I agree, Bob. And I think uh, to your point about replacing him, um, people thinking, that, well, the, the Steelers had no secession plan here. They just... Uh, you don't. You don't. It doesn't happen. You you have that guy, and then you try to find the next guy. It. I mean, it, you know, you can point to the to the to the Favre uh, Rogers thing all you want. That's really the only time very in NFL rare. history it's happened. It's very rare that a team hey. dra- has one guy and drafts the next one. Well, and did they? Do they have the next one? I mean, one guy's record in the playoffs is not exactly stellar. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, maybe you can say the Packers had a succession plan, um, you know, with Rodgers to follow Favre, but you start looking at those um, championship games at home, playoff games at home and Lambeau and stuff, and then maybe you start to rethink that a little bit. So even in that case where arguably or certainly it's part of it in the conversation that they had a nice succession plan going, uh, when you really get down into it a little bit, maybe below the first level, um, you know, it's some st- statistically maybe, but certainly not in uh, terms of uh, playoff success or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, again, it's I'm just trying to emphasize your point that it is very, very difficult to find these guys. I mean, it just is. And the, the, the phrase... Franchise quarterback is thrown around way I too mean, much. 
Oh, way yeah. too much. Right. Way too much. And, um, you know, it, it's very, 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 you know, the Steelers, all the years they've been in business, maybe they've had two franchise quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Two. So the term franchise um, quarterback, if we're going to really use it like you're supposed to, I mean, elite gets thrown around way too much too. How long did it take you watching him when he got here before you thought that might be a elite player, a franchise player? Is it Was it apparent I, right away? I mean, I'm sure he looked different I, than I, everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where, um, you know, one of the things that I did and still do back in the day when, you know, we could actually go to training camp and stand <laughs> on the sideline. But, you know, you go down early, a lot of times that's, you know, frustrating and tedious. But one of the, you know, whenever there's a, um, whatever position the number one pick is, I would like to watch those position drills. And when it was, qu- when it was a quarterback, you know, there were four quarterbacks in camp that year, mm-hmm. Ben, Batch, Maddox, and Brian St. Pierre. And, you know, they would go through a lot, you know, they'd do a lot of the same things together. You know, everybody would drop back or everybody would. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a sophisticated talent evaluator, but I'm here to tell you, I could tell. You know, I, and I always, I use the my wife standard. If my wife can watch those four guys and say, that big tall guy wearing number seven, he's better than everybody else. <laughs> he's well, my favorite, yeah. That that is obvious, that, and it was obvious. Um, you know, I referenced that. I've told this story a uh, hundred times. Uh, it was a Saturday practice. Uh, very, it was before the preseason started. Preseason game started. You know, in that dog days kind of period, and it was eleven on eleven. You know, and it was. I believe it was still before Batch's knee was injured. So Ben's running third, and um, so you play with all the thirds. One of the thirds was a free agent wide receiver from Temple named Zamir Cobb. Uh, now, I'm here to tell you, Zamir Cobb was very much in the mix to be on a 53-man roster until he broke his leg late in the preseason because Zamir Cobb, um, he, when Ben threw him the ball, he caught it. And when Ben was throwing him the ball, uh, it was on the money. It was on time. It was all of those good things. And there was a play. I was standing next to Tunchokin on the sideline of the field that they were um, using. And, you know, Ben took the snap and you know, looked around a little bit. It was 11-on-11. 11 11. And so then he starts drifting to his right. And even though you're not allowed to hit the quarterback in those things, you know, it, it, he's, he's running hard towards the right sideline. And he didn't stop and throw back across his body over the middle of the field, 25 yards down the field, but because of the angle, it's a lot farther. He just torqued his upper body and just let it fly. And he stuck that football between the one and the nine on Samir Cobb's jersey. Um, and you could hear it hit, you know, like, um, and I just turned to Tunchuk and I don't even, I probably had the dumbest look on my face maybe ever. <laughs> and he's, Tunch looked at me and said, Brett Favre. Because hmm. Tunch's last year in the NFL, he was with the Packers. He was blocking for Favre in 1992. And that's, that, you know, that was, for me, it was like, yeah, right. That's exactly right. So, um, yeah, I, I knew then. 
that this guy was, you know, different than Maddox and, you know, Charlie Batch and, you know, all that other, all, all the other people who were there. And then you started seeing him in, you know, his rookie season. Um, you know, there, there, that stretch, it was Halloween, the Steelers beat the unbeaten uh, Patriots, and then the next week, Sunday at Heinz Field, they beat the undefeated uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So it was still like late October, early November. So those teams were like 6-0, 7-0, whatever. Ben Hart played Brady and then Donovan McNabb. I mean, again, it was one of those, my wife could tell you that. Mm-hmm. It was that obvious. And, um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of those kinds of moments in his rookie season. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of those moments uh, throughout the course of his career. I did want to touch on uh, one of the things that uh, Art Rooney uh, told us today, Bob, that uh, this will, in fact, be Kevin Colbert's final season uh, with the uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers as the general manager. Did say that he's, uh, you know, they're looking at ways for him to stay on, maybe in, in kind of a, a Bill Nunn-type capacity where you come in and work with the scouts after they go out and gather all the information, uh, but you're not going on the road anymore and doing all those things. Um, you know, they maybe they don't draft a Ben Roethlisberger if they don't have Kevin Colbert on 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 the. You know, he had a lot of very successful drafts uh, since two thousand. Yeah. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Slash awards. Now, you know, one of the stories that I've heard is, um, you know, watching early, well, early in the information gathering process, um, you know, they were watching a video of Ben from Miami of Ohio, and he did one of those, you know, Zamir Cobb things in a, in a game. And, you know, one of Kevin's comments was, we're never going to be drafted high enough to pick that guy <laughs> because, you know, you, again, and I'm not disparaging Kevin Colbert's uh, evaluation skills, but you do. I mean, you know, when it, you know, when you see something that is very unique and again, I, I, I noticed. So, <laughs> so long as it was. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I hope to live long enough to see it. And I'm not all that confident. I will. Labs, we mentioned Kevin again, and you know, his career was unbelievable. And you know, and what would you say are his greatest strengths as a general manager, scout, you know, um, boss? I mean, the way he, he handles the the scouting staff and communicator, and is dealing with Tomlin, and you know, he's done so much. He's collaborative, yeah, good and word. that's what yeah. you have to be. That's what you have to be with the Steelers. I mean, people who think, and there are teams like this. But people who think, you know, that Kevin Colbert, because you call him general manager, that he could walk into Mike Collins' office and say, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't work that way here. No, no. Um, You know, um, Kevin doesn't walk into the draft room, you know, and say, this is who we're picking on the first round. It doesn't work that way. Uh, The Minka Fitzpatrick trade had to be approved. I mean, Kevin doesn't have the ability – or the response, or the power, whatever word you want to use, 
to go into our room in the seconds office and say, hey, I traded next year's number one pick <laughs> for this safety uh, in Miami. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, it doesn't, oh, again, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It didn't work that way when the head of the personnel department was the, one of the owner's sons. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, you have to, you have to be collaborative. Check the um, ego at the door. Job right, check your ego at the door, right? Ego list. Because if you think you know it all, or, um, you know, you think you're going to be Mike Tannenbaum or some of those other egomaniacs who, um, every time they open their mouth, they show what they don't know. Um, that's, that, that doesn't cut it here. And so, um, his ability to fit in and, you know, um, work with people. And how many times have we heard Mike Tomlin say about how much fun he has, you know, going pro days with Kevin and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're the same mindset and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's, that's a skill. Oh, there's I, no doubt about it because he did it with Bill Cower and then he did it with Mike Tomlin. Right. I mean, right. Th- those two, as, as great a coaches as they are, they're pretty kind of opposite ends of the the spectrum in terms of uh, of the personality types. Right, and um, oh, and let me just throw this in. I know this is off topic, but for any Steelers fans out there who don't think or didn't believe or whatever that Bill Cowher called plays on the sideline, <laughs> you people are delusional. <laughs> You people are delusional. I, I, I referenced when think, he said that. Remember when he said that when Jim Hazlitt was the defensive coordinator, I'm the defensive coordinator here. Yeah, <laughs> and he had, he told he told Ken Wisenhunt, and this was sometimes the way he would do it. Wisenhunt would, you know, through the communicator, would say the play, and Connor would get on it and say to him. I don't like that. Think of something else. <laughs> the clock's running. You know, it wasn't even. And I, and again, I'm not disparaging Bill Cowher. I'm just saying, you know, people think that this is some kind of radical, uh, unique move that Mike Tomlin is making. I mean, seriously. Ah, <laughs> right. uh, that's. Hey, Matt, tell people how the NFL works. Because, right. Um, I think last week it, Dale went through all the head coaches in the league. And the most successful ones are calling plays in some capacity. You yeah. know, I mean, this is all four, all, all all four teams in this weekend's finals. Yeah, all the ones that are alive. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, sorry to digress. That's all right. But, but I mean, that's um, you know Kevin's ability to 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 bring people together, um, to work together. You know, rather than pulling in a lot of different directions, is a skill, um, and he is organized. Um, they have a system that they use. Uh, and, you know, one of the problems that I remember from 1989 draft was, and that was Chuck Knoll still, the Steelers looked like two guys, Tim Worley, the running back from Georgia, and Andre Risen, the wide receiver from Michigan State. Now, in grading them and all that stuff, one of the things that they never was, well, what if they're both available when we pick seventh? <laughs> And they were. And they were. Right. And so now you're, you're trying, you're scrambling with 15 minutes, I think, was the time between picks at, at, in that era. Well, now, you, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to figure something out. Well, that never happened with the Steelers because they would go through all the different permutations and 
you know, whatever. And so you were never shocked when the Browns stepped up and did something really stupid and picked a tight end, um, fifth or traded up to fifth overall in 04 to pick a tight end um, and left uh, the quarterback on the board who would torture them for the next 20 years. So, um, but so that kind of organization thinking ahead you know, that kind of stuff, um, you know, uh, you know, Kevin, uh, as I said, very thorough, um, very detailed. Um, and as you mentioned, Jill, Dale, the ability to handle coaches with such different personalities as Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin, that's a skill as well. Labs, along those lines, even if they happen to hire Kevin's successor from outside the building, they're not going to change the way they scout players or their system or the stuff that's been in place since Bill Nunn and, you know, way back when, right? I mean, it, it, they're, no, they're no, going to do it the same not. way. I'm, yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, new ideas. Uh, and but... If they hire a GM from the outside and this guy thinks he's going to walk into the office, go down the hall of Mike Tomlin's office and say, hey, you're fired, you know, um, that ain't going to work out for him either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, Change you know, the way you're doing I, this. Or, yeah, we, right. we, I want to pick this guy, you know, first. Or I want to trade this guy for this. Um, you know, again, that that's just, that's not the way this franchise does business. And it's not, I don't know, um, that it's ever going to be the way the franchise does business. And fans can complain about the Steelers being set in their ways. Um, but, you know, my answer to that is, you know, they've had two eras of great success in two, you know, that were almost 30 years apart. So apparently if they haven't changed what they've done and they've been successful in two vastly different areas, uh, eras, excuse me, uh, maybe, you know, what they're doing isn't the problem. It's, um, how it's it wait a minute how they're doing it isn't the problem it's what they're doing that isn't always you know right right and, and nobody's ever right a hundred percent of the time no, I'm right. sure, you know no. the people who want to well they missed on this pick or they missed on that one. you never hear them talk about the hits like getting tj water cam hayward at the end of the first round as matt and i talked about you know colbert's drafts over over the years he's averaged the 24th pick in the draft 24th. Right. You're, Never not, you're not getting blue co- blue chip guys there. Right. The the guys that <laughs> the guys that your wife could pick, Labs. He, he doesn't have the choice of those right. guys. Right. Right. Because, right. um, uh, you know, uh, just uh, Tom Donahoe, who was, um, they called it director of football operations. Um, he told me the story about, you know, he interviewed in Seattle. And, you know, they were talking about, what a great first-round pick they had, Walter Jones. Would they pick him second or third or something? His daughter said, I told the guy, my wife knows Walter Jones can play. Who's getting the fifth round? Right, right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, that's, you know, and uh, the other thing I really like is um, they can't draft cornerbacks. Well, if you look where they were picking them, um, you know, you miss – uh, Shaquille was his name, Shaquille Richardson, or something on the fifth round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many fifth round quarterbacks are hit? Matt? Right. I mean, seriously, one out of every twenty five. <laughs> yeah, you were in that part of the business. Uh, you know, people don't understand that 
is you're look some things you're looking for when you look it's when you look for them uh, that it really says whether the guy's going to be a success or not because Tom Brady isn't an example of a great pick by New England. Tom Brady is an example of stupidity league wide, including the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, for 198 Patriots. Right, because if if the New England Patriots knew Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady and they didn't pick him in the first round, that's football malpractice. <laughs> I agree. Com- I agree completely, Bob. Uh, we're out of time here. We're going to let you go. Uh, maybe we'll catch up with you here in a few weeks uh, when we get a little bit more into this process. But uh, as always, we appreciate you dropping by and uh, installing some knowledge on us here. We, we, we always well, like that. You know, Wisdom. I do what I can. <laughs> that <Wisdom>. was... <laughs> yeah. That's what... That's what- that's what makes me esteemed. That's what that is what makes you esteemed. I'm just steamed. You know, that's a... yeah, right. <laughs> He is Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest at Steelers.com. Uh, for my partner, Matt Williamson, for uh, Brian LaMartina here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.